What's up, everybody? This is Langston Clark again, founder and organizer of Entrepreneur Appetite, a series of events dedicated to building community, promoting intellectualism, and supporting Black businesses. I want to welcome you to this very special bonus episode featuring my homeboy, Dr. Desmond Delt, who's going to talk about his efforts to support historically Black colleges and universities through philanthropy. And this is particularly special because not only is Desmond a graduate of a historically Black college, he is also an employee of an HBCU. And this episode really just speaks speaks to the work that is done by faculty, staff, and administrators working at HBCUs, the extra labor that doesn't get recognized and oftentimes doesn't get compensated for. So enjoy this episode and hope that you are able to support Dr. Delk's efforts to be a philanthropist at historically black colleges and universities. We have a very special micro episode with my homeboy, Desmond Delk, who is an associate professor and department chair of health, physical education, and recreation at Langston University. He is also the author of I Love My SSU, a children's book that supports a scholarship fund at Savannah State University. And so Desmond, before we get started, just tell us a little bit about who you are and your philanthropic story. All right. So let me do what they typically always do. They say, you know, they thank you for doing what you're doing and, you know, yeah. kind of experience opportunities and these conversations to the people. Yeah. So I'm Desmond Woodruff Delt, Southwest Atlanta native. So I guess this idea, and you know, I currently serve at Langston University as a professor and I also serve in the role as chair, which has been a pretty good experience these last couple of years. So this idea of philanthropy, to me, you know, this is a big name. You got big people to do, you got big dollars. And, you know, I don't have the big dollars, but I can do something, right? And so my whole idea behind it was just to assist people. I don't know what the specific statistics says, but you know, for us, these big lumps of money that people need, right, are not always the case when trying to satisfy the academic bill. So my goal was to try to provide students with, I guess, quote unquote, micro scholarships to help kind of like fill in these gaps based upon small essays, based upon what I could actually contribute. And so it kind of started from, you know, the Brighton Book Alumni at SSU and starting a scholarship based upon that, you know, of course, another proceeds from the book. I've also done what is like GoFundMe campaigns, what probably over a decade ago, I did a GoFundMe campaign, you know, to try to get people to purchase books, to give out free books at a children's book fair. But of course, a portion of that money was going from there. And so also the same thing here at Langston University, it kind of started a scholarship for our department called the Go Do Be Scholarship. And that Go Do Be, Go Somewhere, Do Something, Be Somebody. That's kind of like the motto of Mr. Ron Brown at Mays High School, back in the, uh, Benjamin Mays High School back in Atlanta. So kind of just did that here for our department. And one thing I try to do for our graduates of the department is to get them also to donate into the Go Do Be Scholarship. You know, oftentimes people say, well, I haven't even started doing my loans. Where's the money going? You know? And so my thing is like, hey, this goes directly to the students in the department. You finish, you can donate five, 10, 15, $20 a month if you want to, a one-time donation. But again, just get letting people know that, you know, somebody is invested into them because during my time at Morehouse, there were a lot of scholarships that came from different angles. Sometimes that, you know, just appeared on my account. Some things that I might have applied for. Now, also are external scholarships, but there was somebody that invested in those scholarships. So that's kind of like my idea. The easy way to give back, right? And during homecoming, thinking about all the money we spend to party. What are we doing to ensure that the students who are currently there in the position, you know, that we're in? So to me, my thing was just paying it forward. Because somebody else who I don't know who it is, you know, kind of just blindly invested in me. So, you know, use these tools or these mechanisms through the, you know, the children's book or donations or asking like colleagues who work at companies 
for-profit companies will double their match to support our scholarships. It's not like this big idea had, it's just like simply put, you know, somebody invested in me, so let me pay you for it. And if we all do it, if we all contribute a little bit, you know, we can get more. Yeah. So talk about why you decided to do SSU, which is Savannah State University. What's, what's the reason behind writing the book about that particular institution? And just so the listeners know that the I Love My SSU book is a children's book. So it's not a long novel. It's not something that took you, you know, years and years to write. So why a children's novel and why Savannah State University? Yeah, so it's just like very circumstantial. I was at Morehouse's homecoming and I was like, we were on the track, you know, watching a football game. And this guy was coming around, you know, asking people to buy like children's books, but it's about Morehouse. And I saw I ended up buying one because I had at the time my brother and sister-in-law, they just had my twin nieces. I was like, well, let me get this book for them or whatever. And so I got the book. And at the time I was teaching at Savannah State University as well. So I got the book, ended up bringing it to my office. A couple of weeks down the line, I opened up the book and in the back of the book, it had like a list of all the schools that this publisher published, you know, children's books about. And then the only one that was listed there is HBCU was Morehouse. So I was like, well, shoot, I'm here at Savannah State. I have this enrolls to the university, these connections. So let me try to do a children's book about Savannah State. Call the author, which is Earl Cooper, Earl Anthony Cooper, who was a Morehouse alum a couple of years after me. And, you know, he kind of just like walked me through the process, like was again, painted for it, uh, gave me some ideas about what to do, how to do it. And, you know, one day I was in class, I asked my students, hey, does anybody know how to draw? And boom, you know, Morgan rose his hand and the rest was history. And so, you know, the reason why I did Savannah State was because of the circumstance I was there. But the greater idea was to kind of extend the idea of college to children at an early age, but specifically about HBCUs. Right. And so typically when I do like book sales or. Back in the day when I was doing book sales, you know, I would typically reach out to Earl and anybody else who might have had a children's book about HBCU because a couple of them have come out since then about Grambling Southern, you know, through this publisher. And so I try to get all of them together. Right. So if you don't like mine, maybe you get more house or wherever you can draw an attraction to. It's been a good and that was like since 2012. And so, you know, since then, a part of that and when, you know, my selling point to Savannah State or to the alumni, because I am an outsider. Right. I taught there for a very brief time, two years. But. You know, I say, hey, the portion of the proceeds from, you know, all the sales will go into a book scholarship because, you know, I'm showing up at people's alumni association meetings and I was like, oh, OK, you teach at Savannah State. You know, I was relatively much younger than I am right now, but they bought into it. They've kind of been like the biggest supporters, like the alumni association at Savannah State. So, hey, everyone, thank you again for your support of Entrepreneurial Appetite. Beginning this season, we are inviting our listeners to support the show through our Patreon website. The founding 55 patrons will get live access to our monthly discussions for only $5 a month. Your support will help us hire an intern or freelancer to help with the production of the show. Of course, you can also support us by giving us five stars, leaving a positive comment, or sharing the show with a few friends. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah, I mean... So, so I think it's interesting, Desmond, that you bring up your model for philanthropy there's Robert Smith, the billionaire, started an initiative called the Student Freedom Initiative. It's kind of like the same model where there's like micro loans or micro grants to like fill in some gaps that students may have just in case, you know, somebody's car breaks down, you can't afford books. But, you know, traditional financial aid doesn't cover those types of things. And so they're standing in that gap so that students can stay in school. And so it's interesting to hear you talk about how you've done that in an individual way and engaged with alumni associations and things like that to get this done to raise these funds. So can you tell us a little bit for someone who is listening to this episode who may want to do what you did 
what are what are some of the steps they can do to get started if they want to write a children's book for whatever university or whatever cause that they want to support to talk about that particular topic one to raise children's awareness of a topic of an institution but then also figure out a way to support that through the sales of a book yeah so first and foremost it's just an idea right you know if you want to highlight a school think about like you got to do a little history search, you know, look at the bigger history books of that institution and figure out what are the most important things you want to highlight for the institution right there kind of bridges yesteryear with today. Right. So if you go to any campus now, it depends on the school. Right. You have all the newer buildings. Right. And you don't want but you also want to connect the, uh, the more seasoned alumni. Right. The mm-hmm. people probably people who buy the book and support the book the most right? with the today's. And so, again, you have to, like, really do your research, ask people questions. If you know a children's book. The main thing you can do is get a good illustrator, right? Somebody who is hungry, somebody who can um, benefit from the um, opportunity and go to the public library and just kind of look over some children's books, kind of sit in the children's book section and see the kind of like the flow of the books, you know, see what the different grade levels are, kind of like what the flow of words will be. You know, if you want to go more kindergarten, you want to go third grade and then, you know, like plug into the alumni associations. Those people, they have their monthly meetings or whenever they meet, you know, in your local city. Like, so for Savannah, you know, Atlanta, they had probably what, like three chapters in the metro area. Like one like, literally down the street from where my parents stayed, where I grew up. And then one downtown Atlanta, one in a suburb or two or three in suburbs. So, you know, just kind of connected with those people and, you know, and just hit the ground running. And the relationship that you have with your illustrator may be like a back and forth where some of the, your words will kind of inspire what they do and, you know, what if they draw will inspire, you know, how you write your words. And so it's kind of like a back and forth, irritable process, you know? Yeah. And then like with the whole thing about starting a scholarship at the school, just ask the institution how to do it. Cause you have like your endowed scholarships, right? So which they're supposed to invest in, you essentially utilize the interest off that. And so I haven't made it to that point yet because I mean, it depends on the different institution with the threshold is right. Some schools are 10,000, some schools are 25,000. And so right now I'm just building on the one. And Langston in particular right now, since this kind of this is where I am and kind of just doing that for my own donations. Again, reaching out to students on Given Tuesday. I had some old students know. I said, hey, man, how you doing? And as they started talking, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what today is. You know, this is Given Tuesday. I need you to do twenty five dollars. These are people who like teachers now, you know, physical therapists, you know, trying to get them to donate so they can they invest. Right. And then again, like I said, Find your family and friends who work at these nonprofit, no, these for-profit companies who match donations. And so that's your two for one right there. You donate, um, they donate a hundred and then their company matches another hundred. And so you have what, 200 just like that. So yeah, just stay the course, you know, just be ready to be critiqued. And then just one thing to understand, if you try to sell books at homecoming, you're competing against a lot of other stuff. So that's just true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I was at Auburn at the time. So and the, the thing about me when I published the book, I was leaving Savannah State to go back to grad school. So I wasn't even in the place that I had published this book. So I was driving from, you know, Auburn, which is on, you know, southeastern Alabama to the southeastern side of Georgia. So straight across the state. I had, I put my I put about 15 boxes in my car, you know, put the seats down and everything like that. Drove across the state for the homecoming. When I left Savannah State, I had probably like 13 boxes with me. I didn't sell, but it was cool. And so it gave me better understanding how it works, with, you know, about timing and what's the perfect setting to try to sell a book, you know, as opposed to a T-shirt. Yeah. So as we close up, just a few more questions. So the first one is, are there any other books that you're working on? And the second one is, what books are you currently reading? That's a good question. 
there's no specific book, right? There's always like something pending in my brain. I want to do for I want to do one for Langston, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So this book for so I got to kind of get that going, and I'm putting it on the record now, which is good because I mean, again, I was at Savannah State for two years, and that happened instantly. I've been at Langston for this is my ninth year, right? And it hasn't been done, so I, I have to get the ball rolling. All right, so what I'm really reading right now is um, I teach an internship course, right? And so there are many books that I can read that the students can do it while they you know do their internship simultaneously. And I came across a book of an East Atlanta native. Right. And at one time I was thinking about getting fell up by Tavis Smiley. He wrote about 10 years or so ago. And it was just talking about 21 mistakes he made that he learned a lesson from. But then there's a book called From Good to Greatness by Gucci Mane. Right. And so we're kind of reading that book now because the idea is essentially the same. He talks about how he failed. He talks about building relationships, everything that you talk about being successful when you move into your you know professional role. So there's a class we're kind of reading that, discussing that now. It's an unconventional author, but the concepts and the ideas is that of like anybody who's not only gone through adversity or who's made, you know, decisions that are probably contrary to what popular belief is, possibly even the law, but um, how to move and transition to evolve. So, I mean, I think in Gucci Mane in particular, you know, when you think about this is thinking, also, you know, his health journey, you know, we're about health and like at any point in life, you have the ability to turn it on, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like um, that particular book. And I always tap into Born to Rebel by Benjamin Mays. So you just always kind of reading that book and checking back in with that book. Understanding, you know, Dr. Mays coming from a background that didn't say that he'll become president of Morehouse and really change the landscape of um, higher ed, you know, especially for African-Americans. So kind of looking at that, you know, getting inspiration from that to continue to do what I'm doing and try not to make any excuses, especially when we have like computers, right? So, yeah. And last question, where can people go to buy the book, I Love My SSU? The best way is to connect with me on Instagram. So my Instagram is I Love My SSU underscore book. That's the best way to get in contact with me. I get a book your way and we'll start like, you know, trying to cultivate little tigers or just little HBCUs, you know, little HBCU students. So that's the idea. All right. Desmond, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and much continued success on your next book about Langston University, not to be confused with the host, Langston Clark. Gotcha. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you for joining this edition of Entrepreneurial Appetite. If you like the episode, you can support the show by becoming one of our founding 55 patrons, which gives you access to our live discussions and bonus materials. Or you can subscribe to the show, give us five stars and leave a comment. Oh,